You're listening to Going Legit. I'm Rachel Dorsey. In this special episode, you're invited to observe a one-on-one mentorship session with a creative, maker, entrepreneur, or a person who wants to be one. Our goal, as always, is to offer a window and a mirror to help you see a reflection of yourself and your challenge or success, while also seeing beyond your situation to what might be possible. This is Going Legit. I'm so glad you're here. So Ashley, I'm really excited to be talking with you today and to be joined by your beautiful bebe. Oh, same. We're so happy to be here. How old is she? She's almost five months. Wow. On the 28th, she'll be five months. Wow. I think. <laughs> and yeah. you've been you've been in the motherhood journey for how your oldest is five? She's four, four and a half. Okay. Okay. Four and a half. Yeah. Okay. So they're three all... under four and a half. That's true. And they're so they're all two years apart. Okay. Almost exactly. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about I mean, I know a lot about you, but the rest <laughs> of the world would like to know too. So I'd like to hear um, a little bit about your background, what you're doing, and what your um, how I might be helpful to you today. Okay, so um, before I had the children, <laughs> um, I was teaching yoga pretty regularly, and um, in the yoga rooms is where I feel like I'm serving the most and offering my highest self, the most connected, um, to what I'm meant to do, um, within yoga. It's obviously changed quite a bit with children from everything to my own body, of course, to, um, what I feel called to teach and how I feel called to hold space. So, um, as it's kind of transformed, um, I've been feeling really called to hold space for women that are post-birth, women that are going through trauma, as I've been through a very recent trauma, women that are going through grief. Um, I've just been having this really big calling to hold space for them. Um, I've also been working on a book for quite some time now. Um called from heroin to heroin. Mm. So I think it's probably similar to a couple of your other podcasts and women in general, you know, I wear quite a few hats. (laughs) I want to do it all. Obviously time is a huge, uh, limit for me because when I can get things done is usually from like 10 PM to 2 AM, you know, which doesn't usually work for, our society and the way it's set up, (laughs) Um, but it does work for writing and and those things, you know, um, I do have some, I feel held back in my writing right now in that once I start, I feel like I'll never stop. And so, um, so that's a thing as well. (laughs) Um, it's, it's quite a healing thing for me. So, so yeah, so I guess my my main intention in coming on with you and um, accepting this amazing offering that you're doing, by the way, thank you, is um, just to kind of like bring everything together organically and how to best offer it. I also realize, you know, raising three 
children is an offering in itself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm already serving and I, I get that and I feel that. Um, I just feel like I have a lot more to give and, um, and it hasn't really come to me quite how to do that. So, um, so yeah, one of my other main things that I love and that I've been, um, like daydreaming, night dreaming in my mind and manifesting is, um, I love making cacao and study cacao in Costa Rica. And, um, one of my friends helped me with an idea to, create a uh a fudge making kit to send to people um which is something that I feel would be awesome because time wise you know obviously like holding space for multiple women would take a lot of time and I don't have that so um doing something like that where I can offer intention with it you know intention cards or mantra cards and so you know especially in this time and pivoting the you know, we're all kind of making things right now. And, um, yeah, cacao for me has always been, it's, it's a carrier, you know, and, um, so it can carry superfoods where, you know, our body carries our spirit. And that's kind of been my thing that I want to share with everybody, especially women. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So what, so what I heard from you, um, at the core of it is that you're, you, you, you know what you have to offer. You deeply desire to be in service and you're ready to some degree to provide that in a way that works and balances against the rest of your life. But a big challenge for you is how do you bring it all together? Is that a fair? Yeah. So I think that what we should do is we should spend the bulk of our time talking about how we do bring that all together. Yeah. So, we're in a weird spot right now right. because um, I she's so stinking cute. I love that she's with us. This is the this is the most fun. So listeners, anyone who's listening, you will hear beautiful sounds of a beautiful being, and um, I hope you enjoy them as much as I am. Which I have um, to I love say, it when it's other people's kids. Yeah, right. And I have to say, I love I really love it too. You know, my other two children, I was able to wear while I taught, and. Um, it was such a special thing, right? Because it's such a reminder of just that purity and like, and being in the moment. All the things we say, but that become more real with children. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, so, thank you, absolutely. <laughs> so to bring it all together, you know, when I hear about what you're offering, um, you know, uh, the the physical yoga practice, the trauma and grief support, the cacao ceremony, and the sort of like do-it-yourself, take ownership element with guidance, um, you know, all rooted in your own personal transformation, like you said, from heroin to heroin, um, which is a huge transformation and has been hugely inspiring to me as I have witnessed your evolution. I've known you for like 30 years. Um, (laughs) Wild. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you are exactly the right person to be holding that for women and I think that it really does all fit together. So I think it's almost less about, um, I think it's almost about like this conversation should be mechanical. Like what are the actual mechanics? Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's less like, you know, how do you serve and what do you serve and what do you call it? And it's yeah. more like, what are the systems and tools that you need to actually put your offerings into play? Does that right. sound fair? Yeah, totally. Agree. Okay. So 
We're in a weird time for mm-hmm. lots of reasons, mostly because we just can't be together. Like we are limited, but that gives us some really good opportunities, particularly somebody like you who is trying to serve in this way within these serious constraints of time um, and ability to be physically present with other people without the responsibilities of your three children. So to me, it feels like, um, have you considered building an online platform? Have you considered? Yeah, I, um, you know, I did before and I, I kind of, like you said, it, it does tie together pretty well because I can offer the cacao. I can, but with all that, it was, you know, having a session, my, what I would love to do, what I would yeah. really love to do and dream to do is having a session one-on-one with someone, mm-hmm. um, you know, going through when yoga first started, it was, it wasn't in groups, you know, it was like a prescription, like, oh, your hip hurts from childbirth after 10 years of walking on it continuously with this hurt. Right. So go home, do this, this, and this, and, you know, three weeks later, we'll re-prescribe what you need. That's how yoga was uh, before, or at least that's how I was taught it was. And so I would love to get back to that in a way where it's one-on-one sessions. We practice, we dive in, and then as well with the superfoods, you know, um, like here's your cacao, here's your recipe for you, here's your intention, here's your mantra, and, you know, let's check in in a week and see how it's going, you know. Um, that's kind of where I feel called to be, you know. I've never really worried about mm-hmm. finan- financial gain. I think that just comes and goes and is. And um, I recently did invest in a water company in getting an alkaline machine. So I feel like that also is part of it because I think water is life and I'm stoked to share that with people as well. Um, So I feel like I have like kind of like all my 10 toes in everything (laughs) and want to share that, you know, and yeah, so. So if, I mean, if that's, if that's your ultimate goal, if your ultimate goal is to be doing the one-on-one session work. Um, then I think, I think it's a matter of how, what are the steps that you need to take to get there? Yeah. And when I hear you say a couple things, you say that time is a challenge for you. Your, your, your opportune, like the time that you, that you can be working is between 10 PM and 2 AM, yeah. which is a tough time to be doing yeah. one-on-one work for <laughs> the majority of the community, um, that you're serving. Um, but when I hear that, so that time is a challenge right now, but you have this dream. I see a lot of opportunity for you to be, oh, Anna, when I also hear you say that money is not your main motivator, um, your main motivator is service, it makes me think, okay, cool. How can you build an audience, demonstrate your abilities, um, get people to connect to what you're offering so that when you are ready to have a little more space in those hours that people are, are able to, to, to be served, that your people are already ready to bang down your door. Yeah. So to me, that says, um, you know, start making some videos online. I mean, you already have a, a really nice size audience and your audiences are people who have probably met you, taken your class, have experienced 
the very special thing that it is to be in your presence um, and who are ready to receive from you. So, so how about we start serving them? You know, like, could you, between those hours of 10 and two, could you make a series of of videos, um, little clips that you trickle out over time? Um, you know, the things that you think about the things that you, the wisdom that you have, your story, um, pieces of that, that can serve somebody without, without any exchange of money, but with a very real exchange of energy. Does yeah, that feel like something that you could do? Yeah, I think that's my n- next step, you know. I I feel like, you know, I did the blog thing a while ago, and I really love it because, like I said, I love writing, and even if nobody reads it, I love just doing it for me and pictures yeah. and, you know, that type of thing. I love all that, and I feel like there's, like, and I heard somebody else say it as well on your podcast. It's like, I feel like I'm on the brink of another transformation, you know, another mm-hmm. new lifetime in this lifetime. Like I feel I've had and been blessed with, <laughs> um, that very, uh, full definition of blessed. Right. And, um, so, you know, I've considered starting my blog again, and then I look back, and I'm like, wow, I've started, like, three different blogs, and so I, th- I think I, I also have a uh, tendency to start things and not finish them, mm-hmm. um, and so that's something I feel, like, aware of, you know? I, I also, because of my journey and because of where I was in addiction 11 years ago or 12 years ago... Um, I also have a tendency to tell everything, like, that I feel I have to tell everything or else I'm not being genuine, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, I think when I think about doing videos, um, it brings up that fear of success because I feel like I'll, I don't know how to say it, and I guess, um, like, not be able to keep anything private if that makes sense, you know? Um, so I guess that's why I haven't done it. Like I, I have a, I have been having trouble with if, whether it's like branding or audience or those things and then just like going for it because there's a very Mm -hmm. big part of me that just wants to go for it and do it. And, but I also don't want it to be just like all over the place, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so getting more focused, I guess, on, on how I'm serving probably yeah. is also. <laughs> well, Ash, I mean, I'll tell you, it sounds really clear to me, like what your, what your offerings are. It sounds really cool. crystal clear. Okay, good. <laughs> and it sounds, it sounds like it can be very quickly packaged. Yeah. And it sounds like your fear is perhaps what's holding you back and what you've meant, which you said. So it's not like I'm like being wise or anything. It's just literally, that's what you said. So you said that you're afraid of success. What is it about success that scares you? And let me just give you some options to get you started. Is it that you aren't going to be successful enough? Is it that you're going to feel you're going to be rejected by your community because you will become too well known to fit in? Is it that you 
have never experienced a level of success that you've that you've aspired to and you don't know what it feels like something different entirely I mean it's self-worth you know it's it's the work I've been doing on myself for quite some time that continues Uh to come up and the lesson of you know am I enough Uh. and in reality I I, you know I have Uh. of course (laughs) Like I said, I feel this big part of me that just like, I want to do it and go for it, you know, and then have this other part of me where because what I'm offering is rooted in experience and not, you know, a certification or this or that. It's like, you know, everything I've done or started, one of my favorite things that I've been able to do was in starting the Yogi Sisterhood and offer to younger girls and I remember talking to one of our mutual friends, uh, Danny Rubin, I ran into him like at a Starbucks and he was like, yo, like you're doing what I need to do for my casework right now, you know? Mm. And, and he was like, you know, if you wanted to get a degree, like you would take all of this with you and you already have like the experience and the hours of what we're all doing for that, you know? So I guess as I speak, I also... I don't want people to think that I like skip steps, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so I guess like, is my experience enough, you know? And, and it's like, I, I've had people call me just to sit with them when they have a crazy situation happen. And, and I felt it and I, I know people that could do that for me and, Um, that's what I really feel. And as you said, you know, this time is such a weird time that it, it makes it really difficult to serve in a way where intention is the, the like heaviest part of it. You know what I mean? Like, um, even with the cacao, that's what stopped me with that as well. It's like, I want to make chocolate when I want to make it. I, if I'm not feeling it, if I don't feel good, if I feel sick, I know that goes into it and I don't want to do it then, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I have orders, I'm not going to do them when I don't feel like my highest self. And it's the same thing I feel in all my offerings. Yep. So, so I have a couple things I, before, before you keep going, because I'm going to lose them if yes, I don't share please. share them, which, and I hate Tell to me. pause you, but <laughs> no, please. Thank you. There's so much richness. Um, first thing first, roll that into your messaging mm. because you know, like I make this, like you place your order and I will make it when I'm called, like when the time is right to make it, mm-hmm. which means that you might not get it this week. You might not get it next week, but when you get it, it will have been made with full intention, full, yeah. at- full attention, full love, and it will be the highest potency that it can be. Yes. You know, you just, you are, you are an open book and that is part of what's so beautiful about you is your radical transparency, which is missing a lot in the world. Yeah. Lean That's into true. it. Don't be afraid of it. Lean mm-hmm. into it. And if, if, and the right people will find you. True. The second thing I want to talk to is the, am I enough? Do I have the right experience piece? And I want to put you in the seat of the teacher for a second, because you're very comfortable in the seat of the teacher. Like, am I enough or any of us enough? Mm. You, you like, what would you tell me if I said to you? Well, that's you know, why it's so silly, right? It's, it's like, cause I see that and I, 
I've been in practice of stepping outside of myself and looking at myself. And, and when I'm teaching, one of my favorite things to say when I feel people feeling the exact same thing is look at yourself as your best friend looks at you. Look at yourself as your child looks at you. You know, that love and that. And and I work on that constantly, you know. <laughs> it is yeah. a practice and I lose it, you know, like everybody else. And and as you just said, it, it that also makes it more real, you know. So, um, and when and, you think about the population that you're looking to serve... This is exactly the same struggle that they're that they're dealing with. Yeah. You know? That's true. And by you facing that fear, as you faced so many things in your life that would have broken other people but have made you strong like a tree. They need to hear it from you. We need to hear it from you. To the piece of the degree and all of that, I actually believe that experience is more um, is a more powerful teacher and gives more cred than a degree might for some fields. Of course, if you're going to be a doctor, you go to medical yeah. school. If you're going <laughs> right. to be a scientist, you know, you go to school. Right. If you're going to be a mathematician, you go to school. If you're going to be in service of people in this way, as long as you have enough training and education to make sure that what you're doing is keeping people safe and is not stepping into a territory that you're not qualified to work in. For example, right. like I hold my line at therapy. I can't do it. <laughs> Haven't been to school for it. I don't have the tools to do it. So I just don't do it. But when it comes to helping people figure out who they are, what they do, how they serve, how to message it, how to market it. Like I've been doing that for decades. And I, and I also had that moment of like, well, Am I enough? Why me? I don't have a coaching certification. I don't need one. I'm good at it. You don't you don't need any more certifications. You're you're good at it and you've been doing it. You know, and you've been steeped in it. And when you've been doing it for such a long time, that's worth more than an, a year sitting in a classroom. Yes. You Which know? I, I yeah. And yes, I completely believe that as well, you know. Um you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be an English teacher or go into uh, sports medicine. And it's like yoga didn't even exist then in the ways that it exists now. And yeah. so when I look back at my life, it's like, wow, like I got to do both, right? Like I got to teach and, um, and heal. teach people how to move their bodies. Yeah. And heal yeah. and have these beautiful sessions uh, before and after class because that was the real yoga, you know, the union to these people that either I don't know or I have no idea where they just stepped in from you know yeah. um they just pour their hearts out and so yeah it's I know right <laughs> it's hard to be a baby sometimes it is it is and she knows I'm talking about her right because so her father passed away nine months ago today actually and uh, before she was born, obviously, because she's only five months. And so she's really my biggest reminder and lesson of am I enough because I have to be. You know, I don't have a choice. And there's times where that gets so heavy because it's like, dude, like, I don't want to be the strong one. I don't want to be that tree. I don't want to be, you know. And so yeah. all of that tied into 
you know, but I do want to be successful. I want to show my children that I can be, that, you know, I can keep going, that, you know, there's no time to lay on the floor and lose it, you know, <laughs> today, maybe yeah. tomorrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, what does success so. look like to you? You said, I want to be successful. What does that mean? Success to me is wrapped up in in happiness and um, living sustainably. You know, we've been doing a lot in our little home to um, be sustainable and give back to the earth and give back to this community. I'm still in Chula Vista, where I'm from, and it's like, man, it's given me so much, you know, and um, so a lot of my services is, is that as well. Like I want to give back here that has given me so much and that I've learned so much from. Um, so again, looking at myself through my children's eyes, like I feel successful times a million already. You know, I've had many multiple successes and just in continuing to breathe, <laughs> you know, yeah. and continuing to live. So yeah. I think success is ever changing and, and, and that's why we're still alive. That's kind of yeah. what I believe, you know, right? So I think, I think for you, it's, it's a matter of just starting. Yeah. I mean, you've already started, you started so many years ago and you've already been on this journey, but you've also been in this, in this, uh, several years of the toughest time of your life. Combine yeah. that with the pa- the passing of her father. I mean, it's amazing that you've been able to, to, to do anything, really. And so maybe what I'm hearing from you is that you're, you're starting to feel like you have maybe just like a teeny tiny bit of space again. Totally. I feel just like I'm coming out of that bit. cloud, you know, that I didn't even know I was in. But, yeah, you know... So what, what would be the most manageable first step to, or first offering that you could put out into the world? Um, I really like what you spoke about, about video content, you know, um, and I feel like I've been called as well because the space that I'm in in my body right now after birth, you know, I want to help others that maybe aren't exactly where they want to be yet in their body and let them know that it's okay. And this is what we can still do. There's still always something we can do. Right. And, um, you just got to do it, (laughs) which is what you just said as well. So I think, um, Making a video and also working on a website. I've been playing with that again, restarting my website so I can offer. I would like to offer a blog, I think, under the From Heroin to Heroin to start that, you know, and um, mm-hmm. put that out there more than I have. What is this going on? She's saying we've been in the same spot for too long, Mama, and I want to lose. What happened? Um, I'm going to sit on this little bouncy ball. Yeah, do what you got to do. So, yeah, I think, um, getting started or restarted on a website. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 
and working on the video content I really like that idea because I you know I have <laughs> what I need to do that now <laughs> so mm -hmm. um and that's something I can do at you know late at night while the kids don't need me and um so absolutely and it can be so <laughs> simple the website can be so simple yeah and over time you can start migrating some of your old writings or repurposing some of your old writings you don't have to start everything back from scratch and i would say repurpose those writings um you know because you already have an audience online i would say write the stuff on the blog but i wouldn't recommend that you just be you know new art new thing on the blog new thing on the blog trying to get people to the blog because people don't trans transfer that way anymore in the blog you make sure do you are you familiar with hashtags are you familiar with search engine optimization and those sorts of things mm -hmm. okay so we won't get into that but if you need support there i have a couple people to connect you to sweet um but the blog is so that people you don't already know can find and connect to your work your social media is so that the people that you are already connected to can learn more deeply about your message and then translate into a uh i don't want to say customer because that's not what you're doing but translate into a different exchange of energy gotcha yeah okay. so i would say yeah write your blog posts and then repurpose those into captions and start telling your stories in the captions of your posts start making your videos include both storytelling include I'm going to write this down for you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, storytelling, it's, it's um, like short little, like it's the mantra stuff. It's the, you know, how to with the cacao ceremony. And it's, it's offering people the opportunity to purchase their kit for the, you know, for the upcoming full moon or whenever you want to do that ceremony. Um, it's, I'm just writing it down, so I'm going slow. <laughs> so storytelling, mantra work, how to the cacao, uh, purchase, you know, saying, here's what I'm offering off starting to say, I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. If you want, you know, here's what they are. It's this, you know, we, we start with this, then we move into this and then we move into that. Consider packaging them. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a one-time thing, but it's like you get a three, it's a three session thing. It's the intake. It's the it's the work and it's the follow up. Right. Um, okay. I wait, thought so. about doing like a a membership type thing where uh -huh. you know you get this this and this and then if you pay whatever seven dollars a month you also receive this and this and this. Um, Love it. In a in a way like that so that. You know, because for me, I thought about how, you know, how everybody's doing the Zooming and it's like, it's very difficult for me to commit to a Zoom. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but people that are then putting it on YouTube so I can take a class or, you know, it's like, cool, I can do that at whatever time I want to do it. So yeah, I want to offer the things in the way that I can also receive them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's, and that's the best place to, that's the best, best way to build a business. That's the best way to serve, right? Is from what you need, from what works for you, because then your right audience is going to find you. So for example, um, I think that starting to build 
some of those, some of that video content, some of those offerings, some of those, some of those things that you can, you can teach and put up and then you can start giving people access to them is a really good idea. And I would recommend making a list. So I'm going to write this down for you, making a list of, of the lessons and then just start recording them. With everything at night. that <laughs> everything that we've talked about, um, what do you think is the best uh, website platform? Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Squarespace. Okay, yeah, Squarespace, a thousand percent. Cool. You can. I've been. Um, Part of my pivot is that I have yeah. I have been building some websites during this time or, and oh, cool. starting to build websites and writing copy for folks awesome. because we're not making videos right now because right. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, yeah. And I always use the Squarespace platform. It's okay. got a million templates you can choose from. Everything, it's, a, it's called a WYSIWYG editor. What you see is what you get. So you're not dealing with any code. You don't have to put it over here and then see how it shows up. It's right. just right there as you build it. Awesome. And you don't have to have any, any skills whatsoever um, to build something super duper simple. Um, and there's a really good, like amazing active community of Squarespace users. So if you are stuck on something, how do I change this image? You literally go to Google. How do I change the image in Squarespace? And someone will have made a video showing you how to do it. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, if I need a calendar, simple. if I need a shop, if I need a blog, if it's I all there, a, you know? Yeah. It's all there and it will be a bit of a financial investment, but it's not terrible and you'll recoup it. Um, yeah, I would say Squarespace. You can totally have a shop. You can, you can create a private portal for people who've paid. You can embed videos. Um, you can do all the things that you need to do. You can connect it to a Stripe account, which will then, uh, put money right into your bank account, or you can click through and have them pay through Venmo or any other kind of way. Um, it's just really unlimited for a business like yours, it's like the perfect tool. Um, so it sounds to me like you have a pretty clear sense of what you want to offer. Is that right? Yes. And it sounds to me like you have a pretty clear sense of the work that you need to do. Is that fair? Yes. And are you, and you're set, you're going to, are you going to call, is the umbrella going to be from heroin to heroin? So that's my other question, the umbrella, mm-hmm. right? So before yeah. I used Cacao Bloom and mm-hmm. um, my intention for that was in, us in bloom, right? And um, so when I was doing the yoga, everything was offered under that as a brand and an umbrella. And I've been trying to research a little bit just... You know, my brother does branding now, too. So he sent me this, like, creative profile asking all the things, like, and I was working on that the other night. But I still kind of get stuck because I, I do feel like the things I offer are so different. Um, I feel as well that from heroin to heroin, it's a pretty big, like, hi, nice to meet you. I was this. And now I'm saying I'm this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to feel into that, like, 
I talked to one of my friends that's a, a, a therapist, and she was saying that, you know, people are going to feel what they feel regardless. It has to do with your intention, right? So my intention in putting it out there and in sharing that doesn't have to be like, hi, I'm Ashley. I was a heroin addict, you know. It can be, you know, um, hi, I'm Ashley. Like, I've transformed. How can I help you transform as well? You know, how can we progress? How can we grow? So to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still am unsure. Yeah. So I, talking from my gut, yes. um, I would save from heroin to heroin for your book. Right. And I would, I would call your very first blog post, that's the title of it, From Heroin to Heroin, and it's your foundational story. It's your why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, like, let's, let's make the umbrella not about you, but about your audience. So I love the idea of, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't roll it all in cacao because it's not just about cacao. It's about postpartum. It's about trauma and grief. And it's about, um, or actually those are your audiences. Your audiences are postpartum people, people who've been through trauma and grief or who are working through trauma and grief who are, or who are in at the start of or in trauma and grief. And what you offer them is, is the opportunity for physical transformation, the opportunity for emotional transformation and connection, and the opportunity to do that through mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what you offer. And I didn't write it down, but luckily this is being recorded. <laughs> so we'll have it. True that. Because that's really what it is. And so when I think about naming you, I think, um, and honestly, I will also say that like a name is really not that important. Like I have, I have wanted to rename my business since about a month after I named it, but, but it's still, you know, but it's, it works well enough and it's too late now and it doesn't really matter what we're called anyway, because the work speaks for itself. Right. Nobody hires me because of the name of my business. They hire me because the work is good. And it's the same with you. They're not going to hire you or work with you or partner with you or trust you because you, of what you name your business. They're going to do it because they feel you and right. they know what you're capable of doing for yourself and for other people. So I don't know, in bloom or, uh, or through, through, like through the bloom or, um, I was looking like, up feeling like intuitive lifestyle or something about a light journey that's also been a big part um like my emails light beam team you know like I feel Mm -hmm. like we're all have this capacity to beam light and um be our own guru and our own teachers and um like you said bring into our life exactly what we need in order to make all that happen um I I feel like that's a beautiful tagline, you know, (laughs) like shining the light or like Mm -hmm. finding, finding your light Mm -hmm. or reconnecting with your light. Um, And it could be like, you know, light beam, you know, from darkness to light or out of the darkness (laughs) or, you know, any number of things. I think, I think it's worth you know, spending some time thinking about. And I would yeah. say that when you work with your brother and when you're filling out that sheet, think less about what you're going to do and more about what your customer, your audience, your client is going to experience. 
so often people sell from how great they are. Nobody cares how great we are. All they care about <laughs> when they're in it, right. be, all that they can really, not all they care about, because that's not a nice way to put it, but, but what people are able to sink into and connect to is when they identify what someone can do for them. Right. So put yourself in the seat of your, of your client, which you've been in the seat of your client. What do they really need? They need to, they need to come out of the darkness. They need to, to begin to find a pinpoint of light to hold on to. Those are the things that they need to do. And that's what you're going to help them do through the, this one-on-one work through the education that you give away just by talking to people about your experience, about what you know, through the, um, you know, positive self-talk, the mantra work, and through these, these supplemental kits that become a product that allows them to, to take a physical, um, you know, to, to, to take an experience that they want to try home with them. Right. Like I see like a prism you know, almost like the Pink Floyd album. I see like yeah, a just, prism. I just with saw like, that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Like awesome. we spent a lot of time around Pink Floyd posters yeah. in our childhood. <laughs> Not in our rooms, but around. Um, you know, I see a prism with light, you know, and it doesn't have to be that triangle one. It could be something. But I see, I see, um, I see, you know, like on the brink or... Uh, I'm like looking back at the words that you shared. Um, I don't love lifestyle as part of a brand name or purpose. Um, that's just my personal preference. Lots of very successful people have have rolled that in. Um, I just don't. Um, I don't love the idea of of it being a lifestyle right. thing. Because it, lifestyle carries all these connotations with it for me. Well, and that's why I you think know? I would only pair intuitive with lifestyle because I feel like that's such a... Like, <laughs> and I would say intuitive living. For. Right. Yeah. And you I know, look I would, that up. Yeah. Intuitive living. And I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call the brand intuitive living either because it's, you know, you're not going to be teaching people like, you know, into, like what to eat. And how to how to dress and how to furnish their homes like right. the, no, that, I just you know meant it in a way of like listening to yourself you yeah mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. so let's explore that yeah let's explore that for a second so um, I loved how you talked about like the guru concept like it's in you yeah because um, that is listening to yourself to <laughs> from dark to light um, like, I think all these words, if you give them to your brother, mm-hmm. it's going to help him put together some imagery and some colors and some things that are going to help you get a sense of like, oh yeah, like a visual identity that's going to help you say, yeah, that's who I am. And we don't always have to start from a name. Sometimes the name comes on the back. Um, and, you know, you can also start it just with your own name. Yeah. You know? Um. And you know, you the think, like there is a because I had done so much with cacao bloom before, like when you mm-hmm. look up cacao, like I come up, you know, and, uh-huh. and things that I've offered before do come up. So, yeah, I was a little bit resistant in like leaving that because I'm so 
I guess, attached to it. <laughs> so use it. Yeah. Use it. Run with it. Call it cacao bloom. That's perfect. And talk about why. You know, it's not just that you're, you know, that you're doing these ceremonies. It's not just that you make it and sell it. That's not what it's about. It's about what it represents. It's about what, what those ceremonies do for us. It's about what this, what the properties do for us. You know, what I used before under the cacao bloom was cacao as a carrier for superfoods and the body as the carrier for your spirit. And then these are the offerings, you know, back then I also did like, these are the things we dig, which now that's a whole like affiliate programming, right, that you can do. And like, I just like to share what I love to use, you know, and, um, from everything, from whether it's the cacao making and sharing like, yo, you can get it here for a better deal than there, you know, and, um, or from you. Right. Right. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we're doing. From you. They're going to get it from you. Right. (laughs) I mean, Ash, I mean, I love it. I love it. I think that's what it is. I, I don't, I think you know exactly what you're doing. I think you just need to do it. Yeah. And you haven't been, and like, let go of the guilt of not being able to do it for a little while. Because my gosh, you've been doing more than enough. And it has been very holy work. And it has been very, very service oriented. Yeah. You know? And I don't know, we're in such a weird time. You know, I know that your family is very supportive of you and have been very helpful um, you know, I, at least that's how it appears. Yeah. Um, you spend, you know, a good amount of time with them. And I, I don't know your plans right now for during, you know, this quarantine situation, but do you have, is there a way in which you can rely on other people to take some of the burden of parenthood, um, off of you, not burden, but like <laughs> to give you a little space from parenthood so that you can do some stuff for yourself? Uh, yeah, with the bigger kids, their papa's awesome. Um, that's who they're with right now. So they're, that's huge. Um, with her, um, her, her family, my family, um, her papa's family is amazing. And I love them. They just moved up to Joshua Tree. So, um... I don't feel as free as I would have thought I would be to, or not free, but as, you know, to leave her. I don't have a lot of options for, like, all of the kids, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the way that I want it, because I want my kids to be with family and raised by family, and obviously I'm nursing on demand, so it would be a while before, before I would leave her anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really know how to answer it, I guess, at this time. Yeah, so so I I will tell you um what worked for me for the first twelve months or eleven months of when I only had one. Because maybe you can use this um for when your big ones papa has them. Yeah. But you still have her. Mm-hmm. Um, what I used to do for better or for worse, <laughs> but what I used to do was I would put them in a stroller cause I also nursed on demand. So I kept yeah. them. Right. Um, and I, which was a, 
It's a lot, a lot of demand. Right. <laughs> a lot of demand. But yes. once you're in, you're in. As we see. Uh, yeah. So um, I would put them in a stroller and I would do my calls, which the equivalent of that is you do your voice memos to yourself. You start, you, you start lecturing and you stick her in a stroller and you cruise her doing your lectures until she gets fussy and then you pause the lectures and I mean you do this already but it's just for me it was like I had to get out because if we just stayed in then it was like cleaning up and then fixing food right. and then exactly. it was there was a never end there was never a space for me to, yeah. to be hands-free or like whatever free so I would it was for me it was the stroller and we would go for five hours we would be out nice and I know it's it would be impossible with the bigger kids. Yeah. But if there are days when they're not with you at all, or big chunks of time, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was stroller chat, talk, make recordings. When they got fussy, I would take them out, play with them, nurse them, put them back in. When they fell asleep, I would stop wherever I was. I would lock the stroller. I would sit down on the sidewalk. It didn't matter where right. I was. At the second he fell asleep and was fully out, I I had my computer. I opened it up. I connected to the hotspot, and I did the computer work for the thirty minutes, twenty minutes, whatever I was able to get. Yeah. And then as soon as he woke up, I saved it, and then I kept walking and went nice. back to the phone. Yeah. And it was the it was hard, and it was the only thing that worked. But like I had to have those feel goods. I had to have. That sense of doing, that sense of purpose beyond being a mommy. And I could not do it in my apartment. I had to get out to do it. And so I'm sure you do some version of this, but in case it is this, you know, this was reinforcement for that. um, Or in case, you know, you were still in the point where it was, it was just, I still remember like it was so hard to even get out of the apartment. Yeah. Like, but once I started to make it a routine, then it started working for me. So I don't know. Does that seem like, are you already doing something like that? No, not in a routine way. Cause thank you for speaking to that. That's, I mean, that's a huge thing that holds me back. Right. Because it's like that there's a meme going around that says that like, okay, I have five minutes. Should I clean the bathroom? Should I clean the house? Should I watch TV? Should I sit down? Should I take a nap? Should I, you know, be with my partner? Should I do my work? You know? Um, (laughs) and then the baby wakes up, you know, after five minutes. And it's, it's very true. All, you know, when I was in training for yoga, my teacher said that humans are not meant to multitask. (laughs) And Mm. now I'm like, you're not a mom, dude. Like that's how we live. You know, there, there is no, like, I don't see it any other way. And, and, you know, that's been a, for me, a beautiful silver lining of this time and of this pandemic is seeing people slow down and seeing people that it's okay to just be and it's okay to pivot. It's okay to kind of um, transform your ideas or thoughts of how you saw something be and and change it, you know, that's okay. And that's going to be continuous, hopefully, you know. Um, the whole, you know, the only constant is change is very real as a mom. Right. And it's, you know, how it is. It's like, you get comfortable 
and doing something and then it changes, you know, like, okay, cool. She's going to sleep this time. Awesome. I'm going to get something done. And then she's teething. So that's not true. So I think what you said is a great idea. And for me to not be again, like attached to, I really like the idea of, um, routine versus schedule, you know, like I'm going to do, I started doing an abundance journal that one of my best friends, um, suggested and, and, you know, it's like, I'm going to do these things throughout the day and they don't have to be at a certain time, but they're going to happen at some time, you know, and, um, and I, I work well like that. So definitely I could add in something like that and getting out and get, either me getting out or having the kids get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Either yeah. way. Um, but I think what you said is a very good reminder because even when I am here, I'm like, oh, cool. Like there's that pile of laundry that's been sitting there for, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, um, it's that, um, that procrastination, you know, um, that ties into the fears of not completing yeah. it. So, yeah. Oh, we're asleep. Oh, I see her little cheeky sleeping baby face is like, oh, oh, so cute. So let's see. There's a lot here. And I, (laughs) you know, you'll be able to listen back and there will be some really clear action items, but I just want to talk them through with you. But before we do that, is there anything else that you were hoping we would talk about? Anything that you're feeling stuck around? Anything that you're feeling unsure about or that you're lacking confidence in um, any other way that I might be able to support you today? Um, I think we pretty much touched on it all. You know, the technical aspect of the website, of the umbrella, of, um, you know, you as I was curious and you went into it, you know, as um, like, how did you do it? (laughs) You know, and um, it is a beautiful thing to hear you share that because it brings so much peace to me and it's like I know that's what I want to do that's what we're talking about me doing right (laughs) and so within this and hearing you and um what you had to do to get things done is is a really beautiful thing and thank you for sharing that so yeah I I think you pretty much covered all of it and then some (laughs) great So I'll just recap again the couple things, your action items, so that you can quickly zoom to it. Cool. Um, I'd like for you, I invite you to, (laughs) to uh, write or draw out your dream set of offerings. Be as brief and specific as possible. What we have discussed together are, uh, you offer a three-part one-on-one, which includes assessment, prescription and follow-up that you and that uh, that attends to the sort of physical body that you are also offering your um, mantra work your intention work um, that and that attends to the emotional aspect Mm -hmm. of the of the person of the person of the emotional body and then for the spiritual side of people you offer the cacao ceremonies and the cacao and the do-it-yourself kits mm-hmm. and also perhaps a set of intention cards that they can do themselves so it's this sort of three set offering 
physical, emotional, spiritual. You didn't say that, but that's what I've heard yes, from you. Completely. Sort of between the lines. <laughs> um, and that you serve people who are in the time of, of postpartum mm-hmm. and early parenthood. Um, that you serve people who are at any stage of trauma and grief. Um, and that primarily those are your two audiences. We didn't talk about if it's men, women, or both, but I wouldn't, I would encourage you to get really clear on that mm-hmm. and roll it's that women. into your messaging. Yeah. Definitely Great. women. I'm definitely feel called Perfect. to help women. Fantastic. Great. I love that. So you're going to start building a new website on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. You're going to give some of this language and some new language to your brother so he can start building you a brand. You're going to stick with Cacao Bloom mm-hmm. and just go head first in it and explain why. You're going to start a fresh blog. The first post is going to be from heroin to heroin, which will explain your why. Um, and you're going to start showing up online in a little bit of a different way with a little more honesty, a little more transparency, a little less fear of judgment, which I've been talking about a lot on my Instagram mm-hmm. and um, a little less fear of, of rejection for showing if you, t- if you tell too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. We didn't talk about that, but that's, again, I heard that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do some storytelling, some mantra stuff for free. Um, you're going to be doing some how to cacao stuff. Um, and you're going to offer, then people can buy it from you. You're going to be offering your packages. Even before you have your website, you can start telling your audience that you're going to be doing this stuff. You can start mm-hmm. building an email list. Who's interested. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, Hey, if anyone, if any of you are interested, shoot me a DM with your email address and you're going to get the first shot at my new set of offerings. I think at the end of the day with every single thing that you do, what I heard um, are your, some of your core values include service, transparency, where's that other one? Service, transparency, and sustainability. Mm. And by doing those three things, you achieve your sense of happiness and what happiness means to you. And you hope to serve other people to help them connect to, to a piece of theirs. Mm-hmm. Does that all feel reflective and accurate? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Mm. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm so excited Me for too. you as you step into this sort of, you know, you're, you're at the very beginning of having a little more space. Yes. And this is the perfect time to have this conversation because just like it was with your first two children, it, it just starts getting a little easier as you go. Like every time it got easier for you, you went right back in. <laughs> you just it's true. went right back in. It's very yeah. true. <laughs> so you're starting, it's, it's going to start getting easier, but, but nothing happens fast, you know? And I, and I think um, something that I shared, I don't know if you ever caught it, but like I started my business two weeks before I found out I was pregnant with Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of those like, whatever, it's going to take forever to get pregnant. And then like, right. no, it did not, did not take forever to get pregnant. <laughs> and which now I'm, I look back on and I'm so grateful. Yeah. Um, and in that moment I was like, well, I had a lot of plans <laughs> and now they all have to go up on a shelf. Right. And it has been hard to see other, to, it was hard during that time to see other people like 
just go like this when I was like, uh, 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 just like barely limping along. And it looked like everyone else was like so successful and doing so many great things and they had so much freedom. And maybe that's true, but like I've also, I've also like, I kept working, yeah. I kept doing, I right. kept making and I'm happy, you know? And like, that's all we want, right? Totally. Is to be happy. So we can't compare our journeys. We can just yes. like learn from each other. Totally. Comparison is a thief of joy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you have so much to teach. I can't wait to learn from you. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, one of the huge things I've been really focused on is, as I mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, I said all these things all the time, these phrases that we tend to say, and especially as a teacher and yogi and in that world and not until somebody I was in love with passed away did I really feel the deep meaning of them you know and so a huge part of me like kind of lifting above the cloud that has been this time um these last nine months um is really focusing on the gratitude and the abundance and you know and anytime I see myself into the the negative or what I don't have or into that comparison and I start that like slow spiral downward it's like nope like you gotta at least go sideways you know until you can start the <laughs> yeah. tilt up and 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 gratitude is really what what takes me there and as you know as cliche or as cheesy as it is it, it just has such a deeper meaning for me now and that's something I just really want to share you know um because it's such a such a an insanely beautiful practice um and as I said you know these these little beans are just reminders of that daily momentarily <laughs> always so yeah um you know and and I think as moms it's it's also easy to say you know people you, you know how it is I'm sure people all the time are like how do you do it with two children and like how can you and people say that to me with three and I'm like whatever it is like if you have one child then that's hard you know like if you have two that's hard dude like uh, if you have three, then that's hard. You know, it's it's just where you are, you know. And mm-hmm. um, a really great friend of mine, I asked her. She had two under two, the whole two under two. Which are your two, are your two two years apart? Two or years, three, nine months. Two year, three years. Oh, that's what me and my big brother. Um, and she was like, you know, it doesn't get easier, but you get better at it. And I was like, mm. cool, I'll take that, you know, thank you. And I've seen it and, and, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's what I hope to witness for women as well. It's like, I just want to be there and hold space and validate like every day we get better at doing something, you know? So, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> You've been listening to Going Legit. I hope you're walking away with a new idea, a new perspective, or perhaps a new sense of what might be possible. Please take a moment to send a silent wish of hope to our subject. It takes vulnerability and bravery to step up in such a bold and public way, and for that, we can all be grateful. 
If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, you can apply at goinglegit.co. You can also go there for resources, tools, and some workshops that are available on demand. This episode was produced by me, Rachel Dorsey. It's executive produced by Bone and Gold, edited by Chelsea DeCuba, with original music by Taylor Joshua Rankin. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. And please, please, please share with your friends. I'm Rachel Dorsey. Thank you for listening.